Hello there, welcome to another episode of Money Talks with Ife. I'm your host, Adeguke Ife Olua. It's so good to be back here, guys. How are you doing? Hope you're staying safe, you're staying at home, you're washing your hands, you're taking the necessary precautions uh, to protect yourself. Remember that health is much more important than any other thing. Uh, so real quick, I want to say a very big thank you to everyone that supported my podcast launch on Saturday. Thank you for posting on your platforms. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for subscribing. You guys are the realest. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You made it a huge success. Uh, we still have a long way to go. There's so much more to do. Uh, so stick with me. (laughs) Uh, so, uh, launching my podcast, I had like a couple of persons come to me and ask the same question. So the question is, so if uh, you are a financial educator, you want you teaching people financial education, financial freedom, do you have financial freedom yourself? <laughs> I find this question quite interesting and, uh, I find it refreshing and quite honest because, um, it shows that people are actually paying attention and really listening to what I'm saying. So I'm going to answer the question real quick. Uh, the first thing to note is that financial freedom is a lifelong journey. My journey started four years ago and um, I've been on the journey ever since and uh, I still have a long way to go. So there are things that I've done, principles I've applied in my life and um, and that has worked for me there are some victories i've enjoyed some losses and the journey is still i still have a lot to do but no i won't say i have financial freedom yet because where i would define as financial freedom i'm not there yet but i see the progress every day every month every year i see that uh, i'm focused and um, applying the principles and they are working for me so you might be wondering, so why then are you teaching people um, financial freedom or financial education? Right. So the same way you can actually study your ababio in your house by yourself, but you choose not to, but you go to school for a teacher to teach you is the same way it works. Not because uh, you can't do it yourself, but because the teacher pays more attention to the content. Your chemistry teacher is entirely focused on chemistry, isn't it? So uh, it pays more attention to the details, makes the journey easier for you, breaks it down into bits and pieces that is consumable for you so that you can actually make progress and have a better knowledge. So the same way it is with financial education, with what I'm doing. And um, here I I spend more time um, listening to news, uh, going over content, um, reading, following people, practicing, so that I can help you out there and make your journey easier. So basically, that's what I am here for, your practical guide to financial freedom. I hope I've answered your question. So real quick to the topic of today, I want to talk about how to examine your financial health. In our last episode, we talked about your financial mindset, the financial mindset you should have. So moving forward from there, the first step I believe you should be taking is doing your financial analysis, examining your financial health. So I like to use the illustration of a GPS or your Google map. So you want to go somewhere. The first thing your Google map has to do is to figure out where you are at the moment. 
once your um, your google map is able to do that it can correctly direct you to where you're going give you the estimated time it's going to take you and give you the shortest uh route possible or basically just show you the way so that's the same thing doing um that's the same thing that uh, financial analysis would do for you. Examining your financial health would do for you. So let me go to the benefits. Now, the benefits, like I said, is that you will be able to see your weaknesses, right? So doing your financial analysis or financial health diagnosis would show you how well you're doing and the areas of weakness that you need to cut out a lot of things. So this will really reveal to you what is going on in your financial life and uh, I call it seeing your financial nakedness and um, once you do this that's the first benefit once you see this it will lead you to the second benefit which is to be able to make informed decisions so this will tell you what to do so when you know the areas of your weakness uh, your strength you will know where to adjust where to fine-tune your life so that you can uh, do the things that are necessary to achieve your financial goals and uh, i hope that is quite clear so uh yeah so you see why a lot of people don't achieve their financial goals you see people uh, set financial financial goals year in year out and uh, they find it difficult to achieve them it's because they skip this step they don't know where they are financially they don't know their capabilities they don't know their weaknesses they don't really know it they've not put it in on on paper you know they don't really know what's going on in their financial life they're just living each day as it comes living from one paycheck to the other and hoping for more you know and when they write financial goals is much more like daydreaming because your decisions are not informed so when you do this your decisions will be informed and even before you write out a financial goal you know your capabilities you know the things you can do and you know the areas you need to work on to achieve those goals so like i said it will help you make informed decisions um so straight to it so um doing financial diagnosis is quite simple there's no big deal to it uh, uh, so far you are doing it when it comes to personal finance for people doing it for corporations or companies you might have to uh, hire a financial analyst or somebody like that but for your personal finance it's quite simple and in time past i have recommended that oh you do it every month but i would like to say that that is actually not very feasible i find it difficult myself to keep up with uh, doing financial analysis every month and the truth is there's really no need for you to do it every month now if you want to do it every month that's fine but for me i don't see the need to be for it to be done every month what needs to be done every month is budgeting and that's entirely different but doing financial analysis you can do it quarterly you can do it quarterly you can do it biannually you can do it um every four months you, can, you know just basically uh Choose whatever timing works for you. Be true to yourself and uh, focus on how that uh, how you can apply the principle in your life and get the maximum results. Uh, so for me, I've decided to start doing mine every quarter of the year. So basically, I'm trying to see if uh, my financial habits are steady, if nothing has really changed or nothing crazy is happening in my financial life without me knowing it or paying attention to it. So if you're doing this for the first time, 
I would advise you do for uh, two months to get a good overview of your finances. So you might want to print out your bank statement for the month of February and March or February and January. So you print out your bank statement. Of course, that's the first step to do. And um, the next thing you need to do after that is to draw a spreadsheet, create a spreadsheet. Now, some people find it easier to, uh, to write in a journal or use an app, whatever works for you. Like I said, nothing is cast on stone. Financial application of financial principles are quite uh, flexible, you know. So I prefer to use a spreadsheet. So you create a spreadsheet and I want your spreadsheet to have four columns, right? So I want your spreadsheet to have four columns and uh, on the first column, you're going to label it income, right? This is where you impute both your active and passive income, whatever you earned for the month, you're going to impute it there. So let's say you're doing for the month of February, you're going to have your spreadsheet or your journal or your table or whatever you're using and you label the first column income yes so you put in the data for the month whatever you earn for the month and on the second column i want you to impute needs i want you to label it needs now needs are basically things you can't do without things that are important like your housing transportation feeding uh electricity bill life insurance or uh, health insurance you pay per month um your data things that are like necessary to your life so these are the things you put in this column on the third column you're going to impute your wants right so in this column you're going to impute things you just bought or you spent on just because you felt like like buying clothes shoes hair um perfumes eating out you know um eating out um some gym membership if that is not really important to you basically things you just spend on because you feel like so giving this should come on under your wants right so the last column is where you impute savings so for the month the amount you saved or invested should go into this column now when you're done you're going to do the addition for each column right so you you do the addition for each column you add whatever you you um spent on your wants or add whatever you spent on your needs you add whatever you saved so at the end what you have to do is to calculate the percentage of your income spent on each column it's quite simple right so you have to calculate the percentage of your income spent on each column so if you want to calculate the percentage of your income you spent on needs the percentage of your income you spent on wants this percentage of your income you invested or saved so this will show you where your priorities uh, lies so if you're spending more than 50% on your needs you are probably living above your earning power and if you're spending more than 30% of your income on your wants you are spending too much on things that are not exactly necessary for you to move forward in your financial life so you might want to cut that down so at least you should be able to save 20 percent of your income every month that's the normal um, evaluation that is known worldwide and uh, if you're able to do more than this that is great but it, it is advisable that you're at least able to save 20 percent of your savings every month 
so what this will show you is your um if you're living above your any power you will know if you're spending on things that are not necessary if you're spending on things that you don't need you will know from here but this will reveal to you the things that are actually taking away your money and uh this will empower you to make uh informed decisions and adjust your life accordingly i hope this is quite helpful to you and i hope you understand what i just explained so the first thing you do is print out your bank statements the second thing is to uh, create a spreadsheet and label it so we are going to label income needs wants savings then to the next you're going to fill in your data from your bank statement accordingly then the last step is for you to calculate um, the percentage of your income you spend on each column I hope you understand and if you have any other question please um, I'll be in my DMs at uh, Money Talks with Ife on Instagram and at Miss Ife Day on Twitter uh, please keep listening keep supporting don't forget to subscribe and share with your loved ones uh, thank you so much for listening bye bye